The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's Monday, June 12th. Thanks for joining me again. We've got a great show in store for you today. Coming up, we're going to be um, we're going to be talking about. Hey, I got this monster book in front of me, and um, I'm looking forward to hopefully we can get a hold of him because uh, we're having a little trouble right now. But he's overseas, so we'll see if we can make the match. But uh, Mary, Mother of God, in search of the woman who changed history, uh, Greg Orns. Gorney is going to be uh, on the show to be able to talk about this. Um, uh, I I don't want to even call it a book. I want to call it like a a piece or something like that. I mean, it's just so good. Um, I told Deacon Tony it's kind of a godsend for me because I'm working on a a chapter of Mary right now for another book that I'm um, I'm working on and I'm kind of stuck. So I said I'm gonna I'm gonna take this and start reading it and maybe the Lord will. Or uh, the Holy Spirit will kind of jog some things in me. But, uh, yeah, so we'll have uh, Gregorance hopefully on about 7.15 uh, today. 7.45 today, Jesse Weiler. You know Jesse. He's a friend of the show. We're going to be talking about the Eucharistic uh, celebration that's going to be taking place in Indianapolis, yes. But how the bishops are really preparing for this right now. Jesse is uh, working for a marketing company, a Catholic marketing company, that's helping to be able to evangelize the Eucharistic revival that's taking place in our country right now and to be able to get this out. He's got a lot of inside uh, knowledge on, on you know, what's going to be happening, um, but also just really trying to, um, to to take a lot of the different, uh, what do you want to call them? I mean, uh, uh, influencers? Yeah, we'll call them influencers that are out there and uh, bring them all together to be able to help uh, revive the Eucharist within our country. Uh, we'll have uh, Jesse on about 745 today. We'll have uh, Matt Wilkham with your news, Mark Amadeo with your sports. We'll have Jimmy with your weather, your saint of the day as well. Also, you know, lest we forget, uh, friends, with everything going on in June and all of our busy lives, this is the month of the Sacred Heart. We've talked about it a little bit on the show, uh, but there's 12 promises of the Lord uh, that he gave to St. Uh, Margaret Mary Alacoque, and a 17th century French nun, uh, and uh, we're going to kind of comb through some of those promises today of those who pay special attention and devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So make sure to stick around for that as well. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, Pray for us. St. Joseph Hermos Chase Pals, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Des Moines, where exceptional service is a hallmark in caring for those with essential needs, including food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee services. Learn more at catholiccharitiesdm.org. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilcombe. An elevated section of Interstate 95 collapsed early Sunday in Philadelphia after a tanker truck carrying flammable cargo caught fire, closing a heavily traveled segment of the East Coast's main north-south highway indefinitely. Governor Josh Shapiro, who plans to issue a disaster declaration Monday to speed federal funds, said at least one vehicle was still trapped beneath the collapsed roadway. 
A joint commission of Catholic and Orthodox theologians reached agreement last week on a new document addressing synodality and primacy in the modern era. Members of the Joint International Commission for Theological Dialogue between the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church concluded a meeting in the Egyptian city of Alexandria on Wednesday at a time of considerable ecumenical turbulence driven by the Ukraine war. The new document states that, quote, the church is not properly understood as a pyramid with a primate governing from the top, but neither is it properly understood as a federation of self-sufficient churches. The Eastern Orthodox churches have synodal structures, meaning that synods of bishops play a fundamental role within the autonomous churches. Pope Francis has launched a worldwide process aimed at promoting synodality in the Catholic Church. A test of will and strength drew nearly 1,300 athletes to Des Moines Sunday morning. Johnston's Evan Colbert was the overall winner of the half Ironman Des Moines, finishing with a time of 4 hours, 8 minutes, 53 seconds. The 29-year-old was the top performer participating in the extreme triathlon, anchored by a per-mile average of just over 6 minutes. 35-year-old Danny Fisher of Indianapolis was the top women's performer, placing 42nd overall. Sunday's Ironman included a 1.2-mile swim in Grays Lake, leading to a 56-mile bike ride, concluding with a 13.1-mile half marathon through downtown Des Moines. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Monday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, the Midwest teams that were in action on Sunday all took it on the chin with losses. In the National League in San Francisco, the San Francisco Giants defeated the Chicago Cubs by the score of 13-3. And in St. Louis, it was the Cincinnati Reds defeating the St. Louis Cardinals by the score of 4-3. In the American League in Toronto, the Blue Jays defeated the first-place Minnesota Twins by the score of 7-6. The Twins lead now a game and a half over Cleveland in the American League Central. And in Baltimore, the Orioles defeated the Kansas City Royals by the score of 11-3. And in interleague play in Milwaukee, the Oakland A's defeated the Milwaukee Brewers 8-6. The Brewers now in second place in the National League Central, one game behind first place Pittsburgh. And in Chicago, the Miami Marlins defeated the Chicago White Sox by the score of 6-5. Yesterday, AAA baseball, the Iowa Cubs wrapping up their seven-game road trip at the St. Paul Saints. And yesterday, the St. Paul Saints defeated the Iowa Cubs 8-5 in St. Paul, Minnesota. Today is an off day for the Iowa Cubs. Tomorrow night, the Iowa Cubs open up a 12-game homestand as they'll face the Indianapolis Indians and the Memphis Redbirds. First pitch tomorrow night, 6.30 at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines as the I-Cubs face the Indianapolis Indians this week. Tonight, it's Game 5 of the National Basketball Association Finals. The Miami Heat at the Denver Nuggets. Tip-off at 7.30 in Denver, Colorado. The game will be televised on ABC. Denver leads the best-of-seven series three games to one. Tomorrow night, it's Game 5 of the National Hockey League Stanley Cup Finals. The Florida Panthers at the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Face-off at 7 o'clock. The game will be televised on TNT from Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas leads that best-of-seven series three games to one. And with your Monday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. I have a feeling that Deacon Tony is really going to love this fun fact here. A one and a two and a three. June is National Accordion Awareness Month. Through a complex, wonderful, wonderful. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Through a Bobby and a sissy, everybody. 
Um, Watching Lawrence Welk over the weekend. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Just imitating you, Deacon Tony. Uh, Through a complex construction of bellows and reeds, the accordion, also known sometimes as a concertina, produces its mournful timber when air is forced over the reeds. While the accordion accompanies traditional polka music, the instrument has also found its way into many classical and modern works of music. My uh, my uncle, Fred Barisi, um, great uncle, mom's mom's uncle was a famous accordion um, player and he, he played quite a bit. He was out there in uh, Madrid and uh, I mean, he traveled the world playing the accordion. I remember that name. Do you? Fred yeah. Barisi? Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, it, boy. Uncle Fred was uh, he was a, a master at the accordion. So it was fun. Did he play the concertina as well? I have well, no idea or? what that is. That seems to be a little bit more of like the Italian version. Is it's, it? a, it's a smaller one. You see it a lot even with uh, Latin music, too, which you hear a lot of accordion and Latin music, too. Yeah. Yeah. He owned a professional music center in Des Moines down by Drake. And so that was... Uh, so I got my first guitar. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's probably why you remember the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Your first guitar. You know, Paul McCartney, every time he came into town, he would always go visit. Yeah, he was uh, he was friends with my uh, my my uh, great uncle. Interesting. So, nice. Yeah, and I I would love going to see Uncle Fred because I took drum lessons down there, and so you know taking drum lessons down there, you know you you go in and um, uh, he it, it, my my aunt Marshy would always you know kind of direct me up, and I I, I remember going because you know it, it it it's it was not the you know it's not like a nice great building you know what i mean like you yeah. go up to like each, yeah. your little room you know it's pretty dusty creaky stairs <laughs> yeah, up creaky, yeah. exactly you know <laughs> yeah it was it was in a house when it was over by yep. drake before yeah, it moved remember that too. That's it. dude yeah. i grew up in the area yeah. so yeah i went by it all the time that was it uncle fred and aunt marshy they they had that place going but uh, yeah the beatles they, they like to stop by once in a while nice it's kind of fun kind of fun That's or the awesome. beetle or the Beatle, yeah. <laughs> well, no, there was a there was a couple of them that would come in, but he knew Paul pretty well, so uh, it was kind of fun to see. Very so, cool. Yeah. What do we got for the weather, brother? No drums. No drums. <laughs> Good. Which means Good. no thunder right God's now. God's playing the drums. Yeah, in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be sunny today, a high in the upper 70s tonight. Mostly clear that over at low in the uh, upper 50s. Sunshine, a high in the mid-80s tomorrow, and then that uh, continued cr- climb this week. Sunshine, a high in the upper 80s by Wednesday. It's 50 now at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios, as well as Creston Fairfield, 49 in Oskaloosa, 46 in Marshalltown. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. Your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. That is your musical forecast ah, Iowa Catholic Radio. There we go. That's smooth. Um, the Eucharistic Conference. Yeah. What, what is it called again? I got to get his microphone on here. There we go. Eucharistic Congress. Congress, yes. It was on Saturday. This yeah, Saturday yeah. in Mankato, Minnesota. And Iowa Catholic Radio, we had a, a table there. And, uh, and so my my daughter, Josefina, who was a teenager, she's she graciously agreed to accompany me up there. And we were blown away. It was over 5,000 people. Yeah. Packed the arena up there in Mankato. Uh, Bishop Robert Barron, he, the man can... Get stuff done. Yeah, I mean, he just says the word, and boom, he's got an army of people. Oh, he's pretty incredible. ready to ready to go. And so, well, so you go up there. Is it two days, one day? How's it work? Just one day. Uh, and so it was like eight to three, uh, concluding with a, a mass in the arena and a, a procession. So he, you know, Bishop Barron, he wanted this to be on the feast of Corpus Christi, and so that's why it was held on Saturday. 
and I got some pretty good pictures of 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 the of him holding the monstrance. There. Really? And so I'm going to be posting those on our Iowa Catholic Radio Facebook page a little bit later today. So watch for that. Did you get to hear his talk? I did not because I was working the booth. Yeah. It was just like a steady stream of people coming really? through. But uh, my daughter got to hear uh, Sister Alicia Torres. Mm. She was there, one of the speakers. Barbara Heil from our area yeah. was one of the speakers there. And so I'm hoping that maybe there was a way to go back and listen to the talks. But there was just so many people, so many people who had Iowa connections of one sort or another. They were either li- used to live in Iowa or they they are moving to Iowa and they're like, how can we hear you? And I was happy to tell a lot of them that, well, we're expanding into different parts of Iowa, you know, especially Northern Iowa. We're going to be coming to your area and, or, you know, or, or handing them the, the app flyer and saying, Hey, you can listen to not only our talk station, but also our two music channels, sacred music, and also Christian contemporary, the positive music channel. And they were just eating it all up. It was, uh, Fantastic. That's kind of cool, man. Yeah. I mean, so so those that are wondering why you're up there, uh, the reason is because of that, right? I right. mean, Mankato isn't too far away. What three hours, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know we're we're expanding the signal, folks. I mean, it's we got some exciting things on the docket here for Iowa Catholic Radio that's happening, and and you know we'll unveil them more and more, but. You know, the long and the short of it is, is we're gonna be we're gonna be blanketing a majority of the state here soon. Yeah. It was really funny uh, or fun f- to see my daughter they, from the beginning of the day to the end. She said at the end, she said, Matt, and she said, you know, Dad, I, I, at the beginning, I didn't really know a whole lot about Iowa Catholic Radio. Yeah. And at the end, I knew almost everything. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> she was just hearing me give these answers. And right. She was getting into it, you know, and we had some great people right next to us, a, a, a Catholic owned bank right next to us. And then Word on Fire, which Bishop Barron yeah. started. Yeah. We were right next to them as well. Really? So we got to see Bishop Barron walk by briefly. I mean, oh, he wow. was just all over the place, yeah. just going 100 yeah. miles an hour. But uh, it's just really cool to be able to be right there next to Word on Fire. That's awesome. So That's really cool. Yeah, man. it was a neat, very, very cool experience. Well, I'm jealous. I would love to be up there and uh, and to be able to see uh, the talks, um, you know, because we, we promoted a little bit here on, on the station, and uh, they, they had a lot of people. But, yeah, Barbara... Uh, was up there, Barbara Heil, um, and I, I've yet to hear her speak, and I, I've just heard so many good things about her. Yeah. So hopefully we'll, we'll get her back on the show. I feel like she was on the show maybe a year ago or something like that. Yeah, we'll I think get, so. We need to get her back on. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's work on that. We'll make that happen. Well, we're glad to have you back. Yeah. Glad you, you didn't stay. <laughs> Bishop Baird didn't rope you into anything up there, so we're good. <laughs> we're good. Great people up there, but yeah. uh, my home is in Des Moines. He's back. He's back, folks. <laughs> awesome stuff. All right. Well, when we come back, friends, we're going to be talking to Gregorns Gorney, uh, and he is uh, out of the, the, the States, but he's got a book called Mary, Mother of God, and this is just kind of like a, a piece. I mean, it's it's not, not even a book. I mean, it's humongous. Um, in search of the woman who changed history so much on Our Lady here when we come back. Uh, hopefully we can get a hold of it. We've had a little bit of trouble, but uh, we're going we're gonna to try to make that happen from Ignatius Press. Don't go anywhere. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. On Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. Listen to Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Conant Services, offering installation, maintenance, and 24-7 emergency service of all types of HVAC equipment in Des Moines and surrounding areas. Learn more at ConantServices.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities, where exceptional service is a hallmark in caring for those with essential needs, including food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee services. CatholicCharitiesDM.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Dino Storage, 2725 2nd Avenue in Des Moines, offering monthly rentals, indoor climate-controlled storage, and package delivery to your unit. Learn more at dinostorage.com. Help connect listeners to Christ. Tell a friend about Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for programming comes from Dr. Vince Hassel, a board-certified chiropractic physician offering patients all-natural doctor-supervised weight loss programs, lifestyle modification, and pain relief to achieve optimal health and wellness. Learn more at weightlossindemoine.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for joining me, friends. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Speaking of the Eucharistic Revival, we're going to be having Jesse Weiler coming up, friend of the show. You know Jesse. He's uh, been on a number of times, normally uh, about every month, and um, he's going to be talking about the Eucharistic Revival that's taking place in our country right now, and he's working with the bishops. He's working actually for um, the, the Eucharistic Revival. It's like ink. You know, to uh, to be able to promote all the things that they have going on. Um, he's a marketer, so he's uh, he's working on on a lot of the marketing and uh, design work for them. So he's going to give us some updates, some really cool stuff that's happening. So make sure to stick around in the second half hour as well. Let's go to our next guest. Uh, one of the authors, Mary, mother of God in search of the woman who changed history. I'm hoping I'm getting his name right. Gregors, is that right, Gorney? Yes, yes. Hello. Uh, Gregors. Greetings from the world, so... Wait, wait, wait. Is that... How, how do you pronounce your first name? Grzegorz Górny. Gregor, Gregor. Gregor. Okay, I'm going to go Gregor, because I, 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 I... The only Polish I know is Yakshimash, Gregor. Yeah. 
Yes, uh, that's pretty good, right? Very good. They're very good. Okay, good. Um, This book, I said it's not even a book, man. I mean, this is like 10 books into one. This had to take a while to be able to compile on Our Lady. This is a very interesting um, question. I work on this book together with photographer Janusz Rosikoń, and we went to many countries. Mm to many places in the Holy Land, Egypt, Turkey, Italy, France, uh, and Citra, and uh, we met with many experts, biblical archaeologists, uh, historians, uh, biblical scholars, uh, and specialists in ancient languages. And mm. I collected the huge documentation, and Janusz took thousands of pictures, and we worked for uh, three years. Yeah. Uh, and th- this is a kind of uh, our wa- work uh, in the cases of uh, all uh, our um, books. And we planned to finish the- these books earlier, uh, but there was a pandemic and Israel was closed uh, to tourists and uh, pilgrims. I mean, when I, uh, it's just a beautiful book. I mean, the, the pictures are, are, are incredible, how it's laid out. I mean, everything about this is almost just kind of like a, a masterpiece. But Gregor, I got to ask, I mean, you, you have to have had an experience in your faith with Our Lady throughout your faith with her to, to be able to, to work on this. I mean, to, to try to express this, your own faith. It doesn't just seem like kind of a, a, a biography, if you will. I mean, it just seems like this really comes from the heart. Hmm. Oh, this is a very, very good um, question. And um, uh, for me, this book uh, was not only journalistic uh, investigation, mm. but uh, spiritual uh, pilgrimage. Yeah. And um, this pilgrimage uh, made the um, big impression uh, on me. And the Faith on Egyptian Christians, so-called Copts, made the biggest, biggest impression uh, on me during the work. Uh, um, uh, during the work uh, on this book, there is a very strong tradition in Egypt that talks about the stay of the Holy Family in this uh, country, because according to local tradition, they are more than. 20 places in Egypt where the Holy Family stayed. And they're the places associated with caves, with water sources, and uh, with large uh, trees. And it's normal for people in the desert to look for uh, caves, water sources, and trees. And it's very interesting that the greatest Christian holiday in Egypt is not Eastern, is not Christmas, but it's the holiday of the arrival of the Holy Family in Egypt. And Copts mm. celebrate this holiday for two weeks. And the Copts developed a particular theological tradition. For us, Egypt is a land of slavery, Egyptian slavery. But for the Copts, Egypt is the land of salvation because Jesus was saved when he fled to Egypt. And this tradition is alive in Egypt today. 
and strong faith is alive in Egypt today. For me, this is a great testimony of faith because for many centuries, the Christians of Egypt have been a small island in the Sea of Islam, and they have kept their faith to this day. And this is thanks to Our Lady, thanks, um, thanks uh, to uh, Holy Mary. You talk in here, uh, speaking of Islam, I mean, you talk in here about other uh, religions and how they uh, respect and honor Mary as well. T- let's just talk about Islam. What, what did you learn about how they revere Mary? Um, uh, for um, Islam, uh, the Holy Mary is um, a very important person, very important uh, woman, because uh, she is the mother of uh, Jesus, and Jesus, in uh, according uh, Islamic tradition, is a big uh, prophet, uh, prophet um, uh, before uh, before uh, Muhammad. Muhammad. Uh, for us, this is not true, but uh, for Islam, uh, this is um, this is um, Islamic uh, teaching. Yeah, and, there's a reverence uh, there that a lot of people don't know about. I think that it might be even surprising to some that there's a, a really a, a beautiful reverence for Our Lady in Islam. Yes, yes, and uh, we saw that in uh, Ephesus because. Um, uh, in Ephesus, um, uh, they are the house of uh, Saint Mary, mm-hmm. and Ephesus is located now in the uh, Turkey. And we saw um, uh, many Muslims, um, uh, especially uh, Muslim uh, women, uh, who prayed uh, in this uh, place. And uh, they prayed uh, to um, Saint Mary. For me, they uh, was an incredible. This is, I mean, I, I just kind of even thumbing through this as I am right now. I mean, it's just awesome to be able to see the sites that you you visit. I mean, it's almost kind of like a pilgrimage that you take us on yourself. Um, it, there's so many interesting points here. I don't even know where to go. But I, I want to talk about Our Lady's house um, that uh, that you were able to visit in Italy. And there's a there's a story behind Our Lady's house that a lot of people don't know about Loreto, uh, Italy, where it is right now. Can you can you share that story with us? Yes, th- this is very very interesting interesting um, story um, because. Um, uh, the house of uh, Mary and Joseph consists uh, of uh, two parts. The first part is a cave in the rock, and second part is a building added to this rock. Uh, this house had only three walls because the fourth wall was the rock with the entrance to the cave. And this first part is in Nazareth today. The Basilica of the Annunciation is built on this place. And the other part was taken from Nazareth to Italy by the Crusaders when the Holy Land was conquered by the Muslims. It was in the early 13th century. And this three-walled house has been moved to Loreto in Italy. Today, there is a large Marian shrine there. 
And in the 20th century, scientists researched this house of Mary and found that it, that it, that it was from Nazareth. Why? Because the building material was from the Holy Land. The way of building was from the Holy Land. Mm. Everything was from the Holy Land, not from Italy. And scientists proved that Mary's house in Loreto is a genuine house from Nazareth. And, and do we know how it was moved? I mean, there's a, it, the, the church says miraculously. Is there, is there any other story behind it on how it got there to Loreto from Nazareth? Um, the tradition um, uh, says that um, this um, house moved uh, from um, Nazareth uh, to Italy, to mm. Loreto, by uh, angels. Mm. And uh, this is true, because um, we know the big um, famous uh, family of uh, Angelini, uh, so-called uh, angels. Uh, this uh, name, An- Angelini, means uh, angels. Mm-hmm. And this is um, uh, um, tradition, but the tradition um, is uh, building on the uh, basis of um, uh, facts, historical facts. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, and jelly. Uh, the Angeli family, they were um, a family of medieval wealth and, uh, of course, a family of angels. Um, but they were the owners of the structure, this actual family, um, since its appearance on the uh, peninsula there. And um, it miraculously, uh, the, the church um, you know, says it miraculously was moved um, by angels to uh, Loreto, Italy, where it is um, where it is adored and reviewed, revered now. Uh, I, how could people get this book, Gregor? Because, I mean, this is this is something that I, I feel like every Catholic should have on their coffee table. I, 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 I'm working on a chapter right now on Mary, and this is kind of a godsend for me um, just to be able to read and, and listen to the Holy Spirit through. So I appreciate that. But how do people get it themselves? Hmm. Um. Um, you want me to um, say the publisher, Ignatius Press? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, this um, uh, book uh, was published uh, by uh, Ignatius Press, yeah. uh, but uh, but uh, my uh, our uh, eight uh, books uh, were translated into English mm-hmm. and uh, published by Ignatius um, uh, Press. Um, and um, I got it here. I got it here, Gregor. Ignatius.com is where you can go. Gregor is operating on uh, uh, lots of different translations from this book. Um, and, and I know uh, Gregor is in Poland right now, uh, but it, this book is wildly translated into many different um, languages. Um, so it's uh, my, my book was translated into one language. That's English. Um, my editors do a good job of translating that for me, Gregor, uh, when, when I'm not able to uh, write very well. But um, you're in several countries, which is uh, really an incredible feat. Mary, mother of God, in search of the woman who changed history, Gregor Gorney. Uh, God bless you, man. Keep up the great work, all right? God bless you. God bless America. Thank you. Thank you very much, Gregor. 
Uh, that's awesome. I mean, this book is just so cool. Go to Ignatius.com, friends. Type in Mary, Mother of God, and it'll, uh, it'll come right up for you. Really good stuff today. All right, Jesse Weiler coming up in the second half hour. We're going to be talking about the Eucharistic revival that's taking place here in the United States. There's so much happening, a lot of different events. Of course, Matt just came back from one uh, up there in Mankato with Bishop Barron, 5,000 people up at his Eucharistic Congress. And there's just uh, there's a lot going on right now. So Jesse's going to have a lot of the scoop for us. In the second half hour here, 745, don't go anywhere. Jolly Nettie here on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go to Father Andrew right now with today's Gospel and Reflection. June 12, Monday of the 10th week in Ordinary Time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Thus they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus emphasizes the uniquely important teaching that is about to take place by ascending the mountain beforehand, which in Scripture is where encounters involving God often took place. What follows can be described as instruction on how to become blessed, in other words, holy, the saints God created us to be. This passage helps us remember the saints, those men and women who are recognized by God's church as having lived according to this instruction and the reward that is to be had, as well as what good examples they are for all of us. Would you like to get more involved as a volunteer? Intervisions Healthcare empowers at-risk women facing an unplanned pregnancy to make life-affirming decisions, but our nursing staff can't do it alone. Our unplanned pregnancy clinic seeks dedicated advocates, receptionists, and nursing volunteers to meet the needs of hundreds of at-risk patients we see each year. If you are a people person who wants to help moms with unplanned pregnancies, contact us today at 515-440-2273 or visit IVHcare.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. The Feast of Corpus Christi on Sunday. I hope you celebrated it with love. Of course, the uh, the Feast of the Body and Blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Thomas Aquinas said the Eucharist is a sacrament of love. It signifies love. It produces love. The Eucharist is the consummation of the whole spiritual life. And we take in our Lord 
in the most blessed sacrament. We take him into our bodies, into our souls. That produces the love in which we share and that we live. It's not from us. It's always from him. All right, coming up, Jesse Weiler is going to be on to talk about the Eucharistic revival that's taking place in our country. And there's a lot going on, I mean, including the um, the big Eucharistic Congress that Matt here, uh, we, we talked about in the first half hour, uh, was, was at in Mankato, which is uh, just awesome. But there's so much going on in our country right now with uh, with the Eucharistic revival, a lot of dioceses that are that are doing some really special things. So we'll have, um, we'll have a lot of that for you coming up here soon. All right, Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Des Moines, where exceptional service is a hallmark in caring for those with essential needs, including food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee services. Learn more at catholiccharitiesdm.org. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilcom. Drivers began longer commutes Monday after an elevated section of Interstate 95 collapsed in Philadelphia a day earlier following damage caused by a tanker truck carrying flammable cargo catching fire. Sunday's fire all closed a heavily traveled segment of the East Coast's main north-south highway indefinitely. Newscasts warned of traffic nightmares and gave advice on detours, urging drivers to take more time to travel. Pope Francis said in a message Saturday that others should be treated with dignity and respect, not as objects to exploit or throw away. The Pope's speech was read aloud at a live-streamed event on human fraternity held in St. Peter's Square. The Holy Father was scheduled to attend before being hospitalized on Wednesday for an abdominal surgery. The event included speeches, testimonies, performances by Italian music artists, including Grammy winner and Andrea Bocelli, and circus performers. A test of will and strength drew nearly 1,300 athletes to Des Moines Sunday morning. Johnston's Evan Colbert was the overall winner of the half Ironman Des Moines, finishing with a time of 4 hours, 8 minutes, and 53 seconds. The 29-year-old was the top performer participating in the extreme triathlon, anchored by a per-mile average of just over 6 minutes. 35-year-old Danny Fisher, meanwhile, of Indianapolis, was the top women's performer, placing 42nd overall. Sunday's Ironman included a 1.2-mile swim in Grays Lake, leading to a 56-mile bike ride, concluding with a 13.1-mile half marathon through downtown Des Moines. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Monday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, the Midwest teams that were in action on Sunday all took it on the chin with losses. In the National League in San Francisco, the San Francisco Giants defeated the Chicago Cubs by the score of 13-3. And in St. Louis, it was the Cincinnati Reds defeating the St. Louis Cardinals by the score of 4-3. In the American League in Toronto, the Blue Jays defeated the first-place Minnesota Twins by the score of 7-6. The Twins lead now a game and a half over Cleveland in the American League Central. And in Baltimore, the Orioles defeated the Kansas City Royals by the score of 11-3. And in interleague play in Milwaukee, 
The Oakland A's defeated the Milwaukee Brewers 8-6. The Brewers now in second place in the National League Central, one game behind first place Pittsburgh. And in Chicago, the Miami Marlins defeated the Chicago White Sox by the score of 6-5. Yesterday, AAA baseball, the Iowa Cubs wrapping up their seven-game road trip at the St. Paul Saints. And yesterday, the St. Paul Saints defeated the Iowa Cubs 8-5 in St. Paul, Minnesota. Today is an off day for the Iowa Cubs. Tomorrow night, the Iowa Cubs open up a 12-game homestand as they'll face the Indianapolis Indians and the Memphis Redbirds. First pitch tomorrow night, 6.30 at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines as the I-Cubs face the Indianapolis Indians this week. Tonight, it's Game 5 of the National Basketball Association Finals. The Miami Heat at the Denver Nuggets. Tip-off at 7.30 in Denver, Colorado. The game will be televised on ABC. Denver leads the best-of-seven series three games to one. Tomorrow night, it's Game 5 of the National Hockey League Stanley Cup Finals. The Florida Panthers at the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Face-off at 7 o'clock. The game will be televised on TNT from Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas leads that best-of-seven series three games to one. And with your Monday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact, as we all know, June is the month for Father's Day. Yes. So it's coming up here this coming Sunday. So if you're getting ready to, to plan or you need some assistance here, the, you, you guys know what the flower is the for flower? Father's Day? No. The rose. Oh, is it really? Is the flower on Father's Day. If you wear a red rose, it represents a living father. Wearing a white rose represents a deceased father. Hmm. Very interesting. I did not know that. What about a black rose? <laughs> well, Every a rose, rose by, has its thorns. By any other name. Yeah. <laughs> by no. any other name. You're the, you, you always got the thorns on your rose, Jimmy. Well, yeah. 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 They're always there. That's why it's for Father's Day. It's very thorny. Yeah. It's a thorny subject. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. My wife's leaving the state for Father's Day. Mm. Yeah. yeah she's, going, she's going back home to Salt Lake City with her sisters, so... Oh, nice. Yeah, it's the first Father's Day uh, for her uh, father uh, deceased. So, you know, they're going to go back and see him and celebrate uh, back there with the family. So I think they got a little reunion as well. Nice. So, yeah. So what do we got for the weather? Sunshine. Good. Rosy. I like it. Yeah, it's rosy. Rosy forecast. No, There's your no, thorny no, forecast. No, no, no thorns right now, but there could be more thorns coming later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Sunshine today, a high in the upper 70s tonight, mostly clear. Uh, overnight low in the upper 50s. Sunshine, a high in the mid-80s tomorrow, and then midweek, sunshine and a high in the upper 80s. It is 50 now at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios and in Creston and Fairfield, 49 in Oskaloosa, 46 in Marshalltown. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. Your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. That is your thorny forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Let's go to your saint of the day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, the first part of her story is a fairy tale, but the second part of her life was was the happy ending. Blessed Yolanda of Poland today was a Hungarian princess in the early 1200s. She was sent to Poland where her older sister could keep an eye on her education. And eventually, Yolanda married the Duke of Poland. From her position as duchess, she used her wealth and influence to build hospitals, convents, and churches to assist the poor, the orphaned, and the sick in her area. 
Yolanda and her husband had three daughters before the Duke passed away. Then her two oldest daughters married, leaving Yolanda alone with her final daughter. Together, the two of them decided to enter the order of the Poor Clares. Yolanda attempted to serve in the convent without notoriety and to abandon her previous noble title for humility. But the sisters elected her abbess of the order. As abbess, she continued her charitable work and developed a deep devotion to the passion of Jesus Christ. Yolanda died in 1298, and many miracles are said to have happened at her gravesite. We ask today, Blessed Yolanda of Poland, to pray for us. Amen. When we come back, Jesse Weiler is going to be on to talk all things Eucharistic revival that's happening in our country right now. Don't go anywhere. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Listen to Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Happy Monday. It's June 12th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox with your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. Congratulations to Deacon Luis Cabrera. He was ordained a transitional deacon last Friday. Deacon Luis will be ordained a priest next summer. A rock star in catechetical circles is coming to our diocese at the end of the month. Sister Janet Schaeffler, former director of adult faith formation for the Archdiocese of Detroit, will be at St. Patrick Parish in Neola on Sunday, June 25th. Sister Janet says we should turn away from the stereotypes, myths, and jokes about getting older. Life is filled with possibilities, with growth, depth, and joy. Come take a drive to the countryside on June 25th and visit St. Patrick in Neola. Mass is at 9.30, followed by lunch and Sister Janet's presentation starting at 11.30. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities, where exceptional service is a hallmark in caring for those with essential needs, including food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee services. CatholicCharitiesDM.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from independent realtor Chris Foster. Chris has served clients with everything real estate throughout Iowa since 2019. 641-891-8178 or online at the number 4 saleia.com. Oskaloosa's Main Street Annual Sweet Corn Serenade is happening July 27th from noon until 9 p.m. in Oskaloosa's City Square Park. Enjoy a craft of vendor fair, food trucks, children's activities, live music from Royce Johns, and the Oskaloosa City Band and more. Admission is free for this family-friendly event Thursday, July 27th. Main Street's Annual Sweet Corn Serenade in Oskaloosa. Learn more at mahaskachamber.org. A message from the Iowa Catholic Radio Network and KMFH 95.7 FM in Oskaloosa. The leading Catholic voices are on the largest Catholic media network in Iowa. Mother Angelica, Father John Tregilio, Marcus Grodi. You're listening to the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. You know, when I take my pilgrimages to Rome, I think one of the the coolest reactions, there's a lot of great reactions that I I, I love, but uh, one of the coolest reactions is when people are able to see underneath the city. 
and uh, you're able to go kind of across, you know, different bridges and areas and you're able to see because, you know, Rome is just built on top of each other. It's just like, well, one generation builds on the next and the next and the next. Uh, and, and you just look all underneath the city and you just see how, how uh, you know, uh, how deep it goes. It's really awesome. Well, we have a um, we have a really cool event that's going to be taking place on uh, June 16th. That's just around the corner, just a few days from now. We've got a, a lot of people registered as well, but there's still some more openings at St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. 7 p.m. It's this Friday. Deacon Omar Gutierrez is going to tell the story of the discoveries under the Eternal City. Discoveries that can help us better understand our faith and why we are called to share it. So there, there is definitely a story to tell in the ruins under Rome. And um, this could this could really help your faith. It could really change a lot of things. He's a historian uh, and, and just uh, really some some cool discoveries are going to be on there. So Friday, June 16th, go to iowacatholicradio.com to sign up for the event. Um, and it's just uh, he's a great speaker. So he was on the show. Uh, very interesting man. By the way, June is the uh, feast, of course, of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. You know, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. This was this was a devotion that was privately revealed to St. Margaret Mary Alacoq, a 17th century French nun. And uh, this, uh, you know, I, I'm going to reveal some of the promises that were privately revealed to St. Margaret Mary Alacoq, uh by Jesus, of course, during these um, during these apparitions. Uh, one of them was he's going to give all of us who have devotion to a sacred heart, all the grace is necessary in their state of life. And if there's anything I like, it is God's grace in my life. That's what I live for. That's what I hope you live for as well. I mean, I, the, the promises here are beautiful, but um, you, know, you can look them up, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have them for you over the course of, the, uh, of this week. Let's go to our next guest. Chief marketing expert for the uh, Eucharistic revival. Is that okay, Jesse? <laughs> you, yeah. you can go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, Jesse Weiler. <laughs> don't, tell, uh, don't tell anybody. Well, you've been you've been working uh, a lot behind the scenes. You know, for for um, your, your Catholic marketing company that um, uh, working with the Eucharistic revival itself. I mean, I, I, I was joking earlier in the show, Eucharistic revival Inc. Right? I mean, the the, the bishops and and the big things that they've got planned. Yeah, John, it's um, it really is amazing. Um, so, uh, so yes, yes, the company that I, I work for now uh, that we're creating, Catholic Media Company, BVM Studio, we've been doing some work with New Christian Revival, and I got to tell you, you know, you and I talked, um, gosh, about a year ago about what would make this successful and what needs to happen, and so some of those things I think are coming to fruition. I think the, the most notable thing for me is that the bishops believe so much in this that they created a nonprofit to get things going. And so this nonprofit is called the National Eucharistic Congress, and it doesn't disappear when the revival's over. They plan on having Eucharistic Congresses every three to five years. Mm. They want to keep this thing going. But this is the start of the revival, and they want it to keep going. And they're building it, I think, the right way. And they're do- we're doing some really great marketing things, too. What's one of the coolest things that you're doing marketing-wise for this thing? Primarily, we're creating a grassroots movement of awareness to help people understand what's actually happening. Most of the initiatives from the USCCB are kind of a top-down thing. Hey, we're doing the Year of St. Joseph this year, or hey, we're doing this. And then that gets dispersed to the uh, dioceses, and then some parishes end up doing something about it, and, and some don't. And, you know, they, you kind of hear little trickles of it through Catholic news, but that's about as far as it goes. 
the bishops wanted to change that. They wanted a top-down, bottom-up approach. And so what we're doing is we're meeting with uh, about five to ten Catholic creators every week and sitting down and explaining what's happening with the Eucharistic Bible and saying, will you help? Will you make a few posts on your account just to talk about the Eucharistic Revival? And uh, and it's these conversations are amazing. We're meeting people every day that are saying, yes, I want to help. I mean, that's the answer we're always getting when we get on a call with somebody is, yes, I want to help. How can I help? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it amazes me that there's still a lot of people that don't know about this uh, large conference or Congress that's going to be taking place in Indianapolis. It's true. And so that's why we it's it's more important than ever. And we kind of have a a measured approach to this. You know, we're going to be meeting with more and more people every week. In fact, uh, your diocese we worked with uh, and, and this video that you're in on uh, Y Mass, the Y Mass series, we're able to collaboratively post that between the Diocese of Des Moines and the official Eucharistic Revival account. So that's one of the reasons people want to get involved is they can kind of do this collaborative uh, post through social media. But also because we're going to be providing a lot of resources for people who create Catholic content. So we've created some creator courses. So if you want to get into Twitch streaming, you know, we can show you how to do that. If you want to get into podcasting, you don't know how to do that. We can show you how to do that. Uh, Plus, you know, you're on a a newsletter that helps you get informed about about everything that's happening for you because you're revival. So we're trying to make it as easy as possible to sit down and do that. So if you are interested in, you know, you already make content. Uh, we just encourage you to aim that towards the Eucharistic revival. The more people that speak, the louder this thing will be. And John, we, as a church in America, this cannot fail. It, it has to be successful. And so that's that's how we're approaching it. Why does it have to be successful? Because the church needs it right now. I, I mean, look at all the pain and suffering in the world and the confusion and the divisiveness. The only unifying factor is the Eucharist. Yeah. Christ in the Eucharist is the only thing that can dissolve all of that and make us truly understand uh, how, how unified we are as the body of Christ. So it's the source and the summit. It's also the best way to, to heal all of this. And yeah. so, you know, it's it's not like Armageddon's coming and, you know, everybody needs to be scared or whatever. It's just important for our culture. It's important for people to understand that primacy is in Christ, and then everything else flows from that. I was having a conversation this weekend with a um, a friend who's a fallen away Catholic, and uh, he he just he gave every reason why, right? I mean, he he had it all, and uh, it, the church did this, and the church has done this, and the church's history, and all this sort of stuff. And I get it, you know. I mean, there's there's a lot there, and I didn't argue with him on any of it. But he asked me the question. He says, "Why why do you stay?" Right? And I I just gave him the simplest answer possible, which is the the truest. I said, "Because of the Eucharist." He said, "If that's true." If that's really his body and blood, soul and divinity, if that is Jesus Christ himself, I'm not leaving him. You know, I'm just not, right? I mean, if that's true, if that's not true, I mean, I'm the biggest idiot in the world, right? I mean, I'm worshiping bread and wine. I mean, I, I, I might as well be genuflecting down the Wonder Bread aisle in, in Hy-Vee, right, uh, locally here. I, but if that's true, it changes everything, everything changes mm-hmm. in the church and uh, and everything is seen through that lens and uh i don't know i, I don't know if it got through to him or not but it was um that, that that's just my honest answer it's it's the eucharist every you said it right right at the beginning of this it's the one central unifying factor for catholicism it brings everyone to the table it's the holy eucharist yeah you can 
you could be as broken as you are and as, you know, suffering as you are. And anybody can come to that, to the, to the table. Anybody can come to the Eucharist. But everybody will leave the same way, crucified. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Uh, all right, man. Uh, wh- wh- where can people kind of follow some of the work you're doing? Uh, definitely check out the National Eucharistic Revival website, but then also the, the social media accounts. We're actually going to start getting a TikTok account up running very shortly, so awesome. uh, be on the lookout for that as well. There you go. Jesse Weiler, always uh, always fun, brother. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Next month. All right, friends. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. It was a quick show today. A lot of stuff. Mary, the mother of God in the Eucharist. Can you have a better show than that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Deacon Tony, let's pray. Let us pray for the intentions of our listeners, all of our priests and religious who are uh, back from their retreat week. Hopefully they're ready to go. Souls on fire. Let us pray for the healing of our country as well. And let us pray to uh, St. Michael. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Mother Mary, pray for us. St. Joseph and St. Michael, protect us. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us, protect us all from evil, and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I'm John Linetti, friends. Thanks for joining me today. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. The Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water We never will